You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast, the podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rosho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world in the podcast where you become the hero. We're here with uh, Mario Tomic and uh, I had the pleasure to meet him when uh, he was here in uh, Bucharest. This is our second interview together and uh, I got to tell you that I was really blown away by uh, the generosity that Mario has and you know how easily he shares his wisdom regarding personal development, regarding business, but most of all He's a freaking cool dude, right? And uh, I'm really excited to talk uh, more about him. Mario, please tell, you know, for the people who don't know you, um, just give them, give them some background of, you know, how you started out, you know, uh, what are you doing and how are you impacting hundreds of thousands of people every day? <laughs> Pleasure to be here, Bogdani. Great meeting you in uh, Bucharest. Had a really fun time in Romania. Hope to be back there at some point, I gotta check out your other cities. I heard good things about Cluj. Yeah. And uh, I've been in this uh, for a long time. I started back in 2010, 2009. Uh, when I say this, I mean developing myself. I, I think that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Uh, for people that don't know my stuff in general, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I help uh, other entrepreneurs and uh, busy, successful guys uh, get better when it comes to fitness and health. So that's really what I'm uh, passionate about, and that's sort of always been one area where I was really uh, intrigued with is how can you level up your own life, how can mm -hmm. you improve yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's the kid that watched Dragon Ball in me or something else, you know. But there's always something about this continuous improvement. And um, when I first found out about you know personal development, that was the area where I saw that there's this physical improvement that you can make in the gym and you can do this with nutrition. You can mm -hmm. really level yourself up. But then there's also this whole mindset game that yeah. you can become mentally stronger or weaker, you know, depending on what you do. And then you start observing around you. You see some people are behaving differently than other people. And you're kind of beginning to wonder, well, you know, what are those successful people doing that all these other people are, are not? And what is the difference in their mindset? And that really sparked the whole journey of reading a lot of books. I mean, there's hundreds of books that I went through. I, we can link somewhere to the reading list if people are interested in. Yeah, uh, definitely. But yeah, that's that's really, I mean, uh, I'm a massive geek and a massive nerd when it comes to fitness, nutrition, science, and personal development. So good to be here, man. Dude, I love it how you mentioned Dragon Ball Z, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm sure like, guys, if you watch Dragon Ball Z and, and if you know what we're talking about, shout it out in the comment section. Yeah, type like <laughs> DBZ in the comments. Uh, but I love it that, you know, I watched Dragon Ball Z and I, and I said, dude, I want to fight like that, right? And you watched Dragon Ball Z and you said, dude, <laughs> I want to look like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just uh, I mean, one of those things that, in, in cartoons and different stuff that we learn as kids shape uh, who we are and who we become. And I don't know if it's a Dragon Ball Z exactly just that, but it's like this cumulative effect of these little things where you see that there's some principles that yes. people live their life by. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of cartoons kind of go with the, you know, there's some kind of... Uh, 
ethics, there's some kind of improvement, there, there's some kind of development that's going on, and, and the characters are always fighting, there's this hero journey, and that's really a good description of what's going on in, in your life. If you're, if you're struggling to improve yourself, it's going to be similar in, one, um, in, in any aspect you try to do. Are you familiar with uh, Jack Canfield's uh, work regarding the uh, hero's journey? I've read about mm -hmm. that as uh, as more in lines of business, where it's a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's just storytelling, and a lot of that comes down to you know the hero's journey. And I know what you mean. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't actually read the book. I think he has a book on the topic, right? Yeah, I haven't read the book either, but I just saw like the main um, idea that you know every hero goes through the same challenges, basically. So, yeah, absolutely. Any in any case, Goku is the man. <laughs> I go, you're Goku, right? What? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of more pro Goku than pro Vegeta now, but it's like, uh, did you, you know, did, did you, you're like, like, were you a Vegeta fan? I was. No uh, way. I was, I, I'm kind of like uh, <laughs> in in late Z. I like yeah. certain aspects of Vegeta where he was like really hardworking and he has like this insane work ethic. Where Goku seems to be more like the the genetically gifted person who's yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah. getting it naturally. I know, I know what you mean. And, yeah. uh, but there's also, I mean, pros and cons of both. But yeah, we <laughs> we can do a whole podcast on Dragon Ball. Oh, if yeah. you... <laughs> that would be a great next episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, cool. So, do you remember what was like your first ever um, personal development book? I mean, I still have mine. Wait, so. I still have it. This is my first ever personal development book that I've read. Do you remember? Do you uh, like? Do, do you yeah. remember the first one that you ever held in your hand? Like, uh, what was what was the title? Uh, the first book that I read in terms of personal development was *Awaken the Giant Within*, uh, Tony yeah. Robbins' classic. Uh, it was back uh, late 2009. Right. Uh, that's when I first stumbled upon it. One of my friends from Australia, I didn't know who Tony Robbins was. I didn't know he existed. Yeah. I didn't know anything about personal development uh, whatsoever. And then uh, this friend came from Australia who was my childhood friend while we were living, um, we were going to school together and we used to do things together, we play soccer and things like that. And uh, he came back from Australia. It's like, dude, like, you got to read this. And I'm like, I don't read like, I don't <laughs> read books. Like, what are you, yeah, are you yeah, going back yeah. to school? You know, I was really, you know, He's like, no, 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 forget it. You know, all the stuff that you used to read, all the books, they're just uh, BS, I agree with you, uh, it's all nonsense. Now, this you have to read. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. And actually what happened is that I got the book and I just read it in one day. It was so good. Wow. I just read it in one day. I so read it in just a few hours. you didn't read at all before that, right? Like, no, I didn't, didn't just, read it at all. You didn't enjoy it. Yeah. No, because my, my idea of, of reading was reading this, uh, I don't know, math or uh, integrals and, and statistics and things like that. And I really didn't like to read a lot when mm -hmm. I was in, a, in, in, let's say, in college. And I was more into programming and, and, and developing more kind of creative work. So I yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. like the whole theory. Um, funny enough, actually, when I was in high school, I loved reading. I read a lot of biology and medicine, but I never went into that route. I went into computer science mm, instead. So it's like a weird mix. But um, yeah, this Awaken the Giant Within was incredible for me because it almost like came at the right time in my life when I when I could resonate a lot with the, what being said in the in the book. Mm -hmm. And I just started noticing patterns uh, when I was reading the book. I was kind of thinking how this reflects 
uh, in the behaviors of people around me. Right. And yes, I, I just, oh my God, you know, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. And that kind of spiraled. And um, I think next one that I went into was uh, Brian Tracy's work. So that was really, uh, I never went down deep in, into the rabbit hole of Tony Robbins and stuff and mm -hmm, all this mm -hmm, tapes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But um, that was kind of the, I think that was the initial spark that got, you know, the fire. And then uh, we got, yeah, No Excuses, Brian Tracy, one of my personal favorites. I, I think I like that book more than Awakening the Giant Within. Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, I mean, these two guys, I think uh, really why I started, I could, I could say those, Dude, those are the guys. It's funny that you say that because um, reading Brian, Brian Tracy's book had a huge impact in my life because... Um, um, I was living in Italy, right, and things were uh, were not working out with uh, with my work, with uh, my school, with my relationships. So it was all, you know, it was just like garbage. And um, I got a, a bunch of his books, and I was, I was reading. I don't remember exactly the the title of the book, right? And I was like halfway through this book, and I just kind of felt it inside my heart, you know, like like a year. That it was time to change. It was time to give all that up and just uh, just change. And there was this paragraph in his book that said something along the lines like, "Look, if it's not working out, just change. Just try something else, right?" And that kind of inspired the courage to um, to say, "Okay, it's not working. Let me just start over." And then move to Romania, which was like. The best decision at that point. So thank you, Brian Tracy. If you're listening, we love you. <laughs> yeah, so many hugs and love to Brian and Tony. I mean, Absolutely. before these guys, I didn't think I thought a person could change. You know, I was always I was thinking people are you know the way you grow up, you kind of are determined and that's really what you are and mm -hmm, these guys kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm, these guys mm -hmm. were the guys that changed that for me and uh that kind of started the whole thing did you go to upw to unleash the power within no i haven't no Dude, i haven't it's, it's uh, amazing uh, you should absolutely it's like it's mind on blowing. the to-do list mind blowing. It, it, 100 percent on the to-do list uh normally i don't get to catch the seminars unless mm. i'm actually in the city for my own stuff and then yeah. kind of uh, luckily i mix it together and most of the stuff that i go to now when it comes to seminars i go to more of uh, evidence-based fitness and nutrition seminars where i learn more about from the researchers mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, stuff that hasn't mm -hmm. been published yet or something in the edge which helps my practice and uh, in my company my work with entrepreneurs but in terms of personal development i think uh wake uh, Unleash Power Within, or it's just generally going to more of those personal development seminars. I think that's really the, the thing that I'm going to do more this year. Mm -hmm, because so mm -hmm. far, it's been more like uh, more like remotely that I've been either listening to audiobooks or you know speaking Dude. with mentors and people like that. I'm, but that that's, that's I'm not going to spoil it for you, uh, but for the people who have been to UPW, like the third day, because it's like a four-day four day event, right? So for you guys who are, are listening in, if you've been to UPW and you know what I'm talking about, don't don't describe it, don't spoil it for anyone, but just just write down like the sound, the sound that comes in your head or in your heart when you think of the third day. Dude, it's creepy as fuck, but it's <laughs> but it I tell you, it's 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 worth it. Like like in a good in a good way, right? I, I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I think I'm going to get to meet a lot of great people. And that's uh, really one of the biggest things about yes. these events is uh, networking for me because I get to meet people in a sort of a similar mindset 
uh, which I mean, you can never really have enough. Dude, of like that. my roommates, my the like check this out, check this out. The people that I, 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 I so I shared the apartment with a few guys, right? One of them just texted us because we became friends, right? One of them just text, texted us uh, a few days ago that he just became a millionaire. Because he's like, he's, okay, he's investing in crypto and stuff like that. And, um, and the other, his, he's uh, helping coaches right now, you know, with uh, their businesses. I'm interviewing him in a few days. So heads up, guys, for the interview with uh, Jean-Paul, because that's going to be a lot of uh, fun as well, right? So absolutely, you get to meet like high, high-level performers in, in these events, especially in UPW. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, listen, let's talk a bit about, you know, what most people don't really get into in this personal development space. You know, let's talk about the mistakes that you made along the way, because now you're, um, you know, I, I look up to you on a business uh, level. You know, your business is going really well. You're really successful. What were like the mistakes that you made along the way? You know, we, we talked about it when uh, when we met in Bucharest, but I'd really love it if you could share some of that. A oh man, uh, there's a lot of them, right? So it, it's kind of the situation, the more you know, the, the more you know how few things you know, mm. <laughs> uh, the fewer things you understand. And over the years, it's that exact curve. You know, you start off and you're like, okay, I, I don't know anything about anything. And it's cool and it's fine. I just can build up. I can learn. Then you reach a point where you think you actually do know something and you, and you uh, start to develop this identity and this uh, almost like an ego. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I'm the expert. Right. And then you start learning more and then you realize just how many other experts and things are there in the world and people that have even spent 40, 50 years researching one simple thing like let's say muscle protein synthesis and nutrition or in training mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and or just experts on just protein and they could research that for 50 years and they're still not the, the expert right. that you know, end all be all. And then it all comes down to statistics and probability, and it's like, oh my god, you're like, oh shit, I don't know anything. <laughs> you know, that's kind of one of the mistakes learning uh, when you first start out that you people don't, people neglect how uh, how open minded you need to stay on your journey. So it's you never want to settle for the fact, okay, I know, and that's it. You know, I know how this works. Because even if you do, let, let's give you an example, let's say in business, like even if you do know how business runs at 2018, right. you know everything, there's no guarantee that in half a year that's going to actually work like that. And at the same time, you are growing. Uh, what gets you to one point is not the same thing that's going to get you mm -hmm. further. So you have to continuously develop yourself. And I've had periods where, for example, I thought, well, okay, th this business thing is handled, so right. I, I don't need to keep improving and I don't need to keep working on it so I can dedicate more time to myself and to other yeah. things, yeah. which is great for those things, but at the same time, business wasn't actually growing. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not growing, what normally happens, you're actually declining. So mm. it's not, there, there's some kind of maintenance phase, maybe for a month or two that you right. can maintain, quote unquote, but if you're not moving forward, most likely you're moving backwards. So that's one of the first things is that having that more of a newbie mindset. So don't let yourself kind of, you trick yourself into thinking you're the expert. So mm -hmm. don't, don't let your mind trick, <laughs> trick you that you're an expert. Still maintain some of that kind of newbie spark uh, where it's going to allow 
you to question things and have that critical thinking about mm -hmm, above everything, mm -hmm. which is really important. So I think that's by far, I think that's the mistake that I had. And I now see it in a lot of people that are uh, in all different areas of my life. And that's the one. Uh, the second one I would say it's really important is not knowing your maximum leverage points. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I mean by that is that um, you right now, I mean, you're speaking about this and you watching this as well. You have a point right now in your life that is the point of maximum leverage. Right. So if you handle that, you're going to get the maximum return in, uh, on investment and how much better your life is going to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So what is that point? So mm -hmm. it could be nutrition. It could be losing weight. It could be getting in better shape. But maybe you're already in somewhat decent shape and now maybe the next step for you is going out and trying to meet new people mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. maybe starting your own business or changing your job to something else that you're more passionate about that you love more that you can improve more uh, maybe it's something more spiritual you know maybe it's taking on more of a work on really your mindset and yourself on who you are so you got to discover that leverage point for you and i made that mistake where I forgot that I should be searching for that leverage point continuously. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say you get to fitness on an 8 out of 10, right? So you feel really happy about that. Right. The common trap and the one I fell into is now continuously working in that fitness while my other stuff maybe, let's say the business was, let's say, 5 out of 10. Right. And you hit that diminishing return with your health and nutrition because to get from 8 to 9 or from 9 to 10, it takes so much, much more. more work. Instead of me just continuously working um, on, on like a, as a whole in my entire life, mm -hmm, where I can mm -hmm, then go into mm -hmm. business and say, how can I get my business from five to eight? And then I can, because that's, that's a big leverage point. That's more freedom. That's more joy. That's more satisfaction, purpose, or even not, not business, but more spiritual. Let's just like go, let's just dive a bit deeper, like on the... Um, more a bit more clearly define what is the leverage point because you know to us that we're into this uh, personal development space it may be a bit more uh clear right well what would you or how would you define a leverage point right so the first thing let, let's define you know the areas of your life right so you have your health you have your health and fitness you have your business you have your relationships you have somewhat higher purpose or spirituality or however you want to call it right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now you could rank yourself on a scale of one to 10 on, in all these areas of your life right now, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. be somewhat conservative, realistic, you know, where you're at to where you could be. And you will see that there's different areas that are more developed than others. Right. And the good thing about life in general is that one improving one area will improve another area. So you, by getting better at, let's say, your social skills and networking and people, you're going to be more happier, probably healthier, more likely to engage in more helpful behaviors, mm -hmm. and also mm -hmm. probably more successful in business okay. because you have all these networks. Same in business. If you get more, let's say, you improve your business, you, you have more financial freedom. You can now work more in yourself, your health, your your relationships with people. You have access to certain things most people don't and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the leverage point, and why is this really important, is that there, there's always a, a thing that you can work on yeah. that's going to deliver you the most improvements to your overall being in your life at any point in time, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, let me give you an example to, to make this more simple. Let's say you're, you're making uh, 100K a year. Right. So let's say you're doing 100K a year. 
I'm just using it as a round number. By no means that's the point where you should stop or go to or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, there's actually mm-hmm. been some research that above a certain threshold, which is about 70K, that there's no more happiness. But True. That, that's that's a lot of data. And some, some would say that those people don't know how to spend their money. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not going to get into that. Um, uh, uh-huh. Money is definitely not uh, what leads to happiness for sure. So mm-hmm. let's say you get to 100k, you have a decent level of financial freedom, right? right? And then on the other hand, you look at your relationships, and let's say you're single, you don't have a lot of friends, um, you spend most of your time alone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it's starting to bother you, right? right? Now, what is your biggest leverage point at that moment? Is mm-hmm. it to make I don't know, 120K or 200K or 300K or, four, or 500K. Mm-hmm, well, it's mm-hmm. actually not. I mean, if you're going to make, let's say, 200K and you're in, in what, yeah, no, what's going to change? Gonna make, right? Like yeah. you're still going to live your um, lonely, miserable life, even though you, you're just going to have more uh, you know, money in your bank account. Yeah, but now then, you're driving a Jaguar instead of a BMW. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna make zero difference because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have it any. You don't have anybody to share it with. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly where I mean. And if you look at the research on happiness, even research on longevity, yeah, community, strong relationships with people, uh, to being more social, that actually contributes a lot. Mm. So this is your point of leverage. Now it's probably a good idea to put your business sort of on a back burner mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, invest mm-hmm. all of your time, most of your most time, of your time, yeah. In, in, that, in that sense, improving mm-hmm. your relationships. Awesome, awesome. So, um, yeah, just quick, uh, a quick uh, side note. A great, great book on uh, finding more happiness is Authentic Happiness. I forgot the author. I think um, no, I I just forgot the author. He's like the founder of uh, positive psychology, right? So this is a great, great book that you guys can check out. Um, so what you're saying, if I understand it correctly, is like. Just having a lift and, and just doing a, like a diagnostic of your life and seeing, okay, what, what is the area that if I put more energy um, towards, it would drastically increase the quality of my life, right? And that can be, it can be different from month to month, right? It's not something that, you know, okay, uh, so Mario said I need to do more fitness, so now I have to do fitness. Or, uh, you know, uh, this guru said I need to handle my business, now I need to handle my business. It's, it's a very intimate process, right? It's... Um, it, it's something you should be person. doing uh, at least uh, quarterly. So quarterly. at least quarterly, you, you should be doing that, uh, and you should reanalyze your life at mm-hmm. maybe even let's say once a half a year. It's okay, uh, but that should be happening. That's mm-hmm. a continuous process that should be happening, and that's something that uh, you naturally don't want to do, right? Because we naturally like to play our strengths, and you you're more likely to keep doing what you're currently doing because you have momentum in that area. But that's where the problem lies because most people are getting too specialized and they lose track of the balance and they neglect other things. So what would you, what would you comment on uh, what Gary Vaynerchuk is um, uh, uh, you know, promoting? I mean, Gary is freaking awesome. You know, I love his stuff. And he's saying you know, always plus go on your uh, strengths. You know, go, um, I, I forget the words that he's using. But just like bet on your strengths and just uh, increase your strengths. I mean, to be precise, I think we're talking about a different context. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't think uh, what Gary talks about, and, and I would say I'm a fan, you know, I, I, I know some of his stuff. I haven't gone through, I, mean, I don't watch all his videos, but I, I know I read all the books and stuff. Right, right. I know what he means, but it, it, in the context of achieving sort of like a balanced, successful, happy life, 
that's probably not the way to go about mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted right? to address. So, I wanted to address this because a lot of people who are in the personal development space are aware of um, you know of the materials, but. Absolutely. If you're making, like you said, $200,000 or $100,000 a year and you're betting on making more money, that's not going to increase your happiness, you know, if, if you're lacking in every other area of your life. Yeah, I mean, it depends also on where you're at in all the areas. And when I'm using an extreme example, uh, again, I will tell you one thing is that complete balance is also a myth. Yeah. So it's, it's not a black and white kind of thing. You still will have an area that is dominating everything else. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the area that you're really passionate about, where everything clicks and you're just super engaged with that, you're, you're taking massive action, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. take over, right? By far, it's, that's not a problem. But I just see too many guys with, uh, you know, approaching, at least from my coaching program, you know, guys, they, they own, you know, they own multiple houses and apartment buildings. They they have yachts. They travel the world. They do all these things. And then you have someone who had, you know, he's thirty nine. He had uh, multiple heart attacks. He's in really bad shape yeah. uh, because he hasn't invested a single minute in his health in the last almost forty years. And I have these cases consistently reaching out to me. And uh, his family, in that case, and the person's family life is really good. Mm-hmm. He has a family as well, but. Again, uh, that was his Achilles heel, his health and fitness. So in, for, in this case, what would give that person more leverage? Probably if he invested training once or twice a week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he would have avoided a lot of that stuff and a little bit more awareness and a little bit more mindfulness. And that doesn't mean that his business would actually suffer that much. But just instead of going black and white, which is you know full-on business, like 100%, 10 out of 10, and zero health and fitness, that's what gets you in trouble. What usually, what usually happens with uh, you know cases like this when they come to you and uh, they haven't um, paid attention at all to their fitness, and then you help them out. They're making you know they have their families uh, all right. They're making good money, and then they ca- take they take care of their fitness as well. What tends to happen after after that with everything else? So in this particular case where I mentioned someone already had any heart attacks or any pre-existing medical conditions that we can't work with those people, I can't uh, accept them as a coach uh, mm-hmm. because it's just uh, not inside of the area of my expertise. So I, it's outside of the scope of practice for me, right? right but right, let's say right. someone who hasn't had any, let's say someone's coming who doesn't have any pre-existing medical conditions and they're out of shape, then we're looking at, and usually people themselves, they reach a point where it's kind of like this tipping point in their life where they're like, oh, I have to start working on this because things are starting to fall apart. And it's Mm -hmm. usually in your 40s where you're noticing this, sometimes even Mm mid-30s. Then we're starting at, okay, uh, number one, I mean, we have our intake calls, we have our assessments and things like that, but it really starts with an honest conversation and a very real uh, kind of check in with them and see, okay, where you're at right now, you know? Uh, what's the balance, like where you're spending most of your time, looking at your entire week, looking at the months and, and uh, years, and we're looking at the lifestyle, what it is now and where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at, okay, where can we, uh, let's say, remove certain things that are holding you back, that are not contributing to your health and fitness, and where can we add more things that will, and building that lifestyle that will then allow you to be healthier and over time, it will actually become who you, the new you because that's ultimately what people need is a, is a lifestyle change, an identity change. Identity change, yeah. So they need a change of identity of who they think they are. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. think of yourself as a, you know, 
uh, fat CEO, uh, and I'm using the word fat not as a kind of a shamey word. I mean, mm-hmm. you can think of yourself as like kind of, this, oh, I'm, I'm this overweight CEO who doesn't care about his health. Right. But at the same time, you could think of yourself as I'm the, I'm the fit CEO who is taking care of his health for his family and for him, and he's also crushing in the business. And you can take on that challenge easily. And I, I've been consistently seeing guys do that. And men in their 40s especially mm-hmm. are very motivated by this because they're starting to notice how uh, neg- neglect plays out with their colleagues. They see their colleagues dropping dead at 50 and at 60. They see people having uh, bad relationships because of this with their families and things like that. So it's a big leverage uh, kind of point where for them it- to... It makes makes me think of the uh, monk who sold his Ferrari by uh, you know by Robin Sharma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I don't know why I'm recommending so many books uh, today. It's like I feel very uh, literate. <laughs> <laughs> Should read a lot of books. Yeah, the, all, all that you mentioned were fantastic reads. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks for the backup. It's uh, <laughs> it's funny that this uh, this idea of um, changing your identity is is a recurring theme because we've discussed it even in Radu's uh, interview. Right, you did a seminar together with Radu when you were here in Bucharest. By the way, guys, when I, I was late, I, I admit I am ashamed to admit that I was late to uh, the event. But when I got there, I was just shocked because there was this bunch of guys who were just standing right because they didn't have enough room in. Uh, uh, you know, to sit crazy, crazy, but that, you know, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, you know, I think it applies to everything, fitness, business, uh, relationships. You need by, you need to start with, with choosing somebody else, choosing to be some, something else, which it's not easy in my opinion, because it feels like something inside of you needs to die. You know, like the identity that you have now, who you are now, kind of, you need to let go with that, Right. How, how would you, how do clients, how do your clients do that usually? It's about leverage. It's mm-hmm. really about leverage. It's having an idea of what you're really working toward uh, and what you're moving away from. So mm. you need to know that. You need to know the consequences of your actions. Yes. And you need to be able to own the situation and take full responsibility for what's happening to you. So first step is obviously to take responsibility. That's mm-hmm. the number one thing is that the realization that the actions that you've t- uh, taken are what's led you to where you are right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. you're responsible for or everything good that you have in your life or everything that you're not happy with is because of your choices, period. Absolutely, absolutely. Period. And that compound effect is, is why someone ends up, um, let's say, 45. Yeah. And with extra 50 pounds, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. aches, everything hurts, uh, they're not happy with themselves. Yeah. That's, that's a compound effect. That's not because you've chosen to eat one pizza and one ice cream once. Yes. yes. This is a cumulative effect of decades of bad behavior, quote-unquote bad, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, you usually spend... You made a video once and you said that you spend around four to five hours in the gym um, per day. Is that accurate? No, no, that's not accurate. No, that, not that, accurate. That, would be a, that would be a lot. That, that would be too, too much, much for, right? For, that, that's definitely pushing it in the but realm you of are, training. You are training daily, right? Yes. 
Yes, that is true. How did that start? I mean, it's not like you decided one night you went to bed and you said, you know what, I'm going to be training every day and uh, it just happened, right? In some cases it does, but I don't know if it was your case. How did you develop like like this kind of working mindset? You know, it, it builds upon what we just said. Mm. We like doing things that we're good at. Mm-hmm. And once you become really good at something over time, and when I don't mean that I'm good compared to someone else, but I mean I'm much better than I was when I started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That kind of gets you going and you want to do it more and more. Because you, become so, because you become better at it. And this is where a lot of people that are beginning uh, at, let's say, weightlifting, they can't even kind of relate to them to their future selves because now they, it might feel weird for them to lift weights or go yes. to the gym. Yes. And they feel like, oh my God, it's, I have no motivation to do this. You know, it's just annoying. It's boring. Why the hell am I doing this? But uh, it's as anything else, when you first start out, because your skill level is so low, it's almost like annoying to do it. Yeah. But yeah. once you start becoming good, then you start viewing it almost as another way to express yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a form of expression. And that's why you keep going there because in one way, you're, you're kind of uh, – Number one, you definitely feel better by by far. You know, why are you training compared to not training? Yes. Uh, that's one reason. But then the other reason is just more of like you want to do something where you're a master at it. Like a chef wants to cook. It's mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. thing. A dancer wants to dance. It's his thing. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to dance because I suck at it. But if I was really good at dancing, I'd be waiting for like oh any music you know in a in a bus I would be dancing or in a, uh, anywhere right I would be <clears throat> catching the beat and that's the same with weightlifting it's a skill set mm-hmm. right and over time as you develop it and and start small but you develop a really strong mindset around the things that you've invested yourself in with a lot of repetition yeah that and makes it sense. it kind of gets reinforced because you put like photos of yourself on instagram you get likes and people you know like oh my god that's cool you know that also helps yeah that, that <laughs> helps a lot like but don't expect likes like after three or four days of training um <laughs> I, I think also you know brian tracy was uh talking about that in um in his books about you know about selling and he's saying like people tell me all the time you know i hate selling he says of course you hate selling you're not good at it yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, Brian has a really good point there. And, and like, if you don't know a certain area, you think it's. Uh, I mean, you have all these um, weird beliefs that you picked up potentially somewhere online or in person, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and generally, people are uh, when it comes to skills like sales or whatever. Um, it's it's a skill that it's gonna happen to you anyway, right? So uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be selling and you're gonna be sold to. Absolutely. Whether you're aware of it or not. Absolutely. So now you can choose whether to become good at it or, or not. you can not become good at it. And, and there's a consequence of either way, right? So yeah. same with relationships. You're going to be talking to people anyway. So you can talk to people in a way that you can get to meet them and learn something from them and they mm-hmm. can get to meet you. Or you can not do that and kind of just suck at it and you're going to miss out on a big portion of your life just because you suck at it. And same with everything else. I mean, there's always a, kind of a trade-off, right? And, you know, it's going to take time. But, yeah, as we mentioned, you know, it's you just don't 
know how to do it and that's why it's so bad <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and you know and just... I, I mean what sales there's a lot of scammers out there a lot of bullshit out there so mm -hmm. that that's one thing i want to mention as well you know when it comes to these areas where money is involved or different th value exchanges are involved mm -hmm. there there's definitely a negative state for a reason yeah and and that doesn't mean that the whole thing is bad but people are black and white in general in their thinking so uh yeah. one bad example kind of skews everything for them mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know to give it a bit of context because uh when you know when myself and uh you know i know a bit about your process as well when we're talking about selling it's not about you know in in our right in our mindset in our consciousness it's not about you know i, I have this product and i need to push it and sell it to everyone right the way we see sales is like Look, if you're a good fit with what we're offering, okay, we can work together, right? If we're not a good fit, I will recommend someone or I recommend the best solution that I have that is a good fit to you. So it's more like a consultation, like going to a to a doctor, right? I would I would not sell I would not give something that is not like uh, you know, that I don't one hundred percent believe that it can help you out. You know. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it comes down to genuine intentions, right? Yeah. So if your intentions are are to help people, and if your intention is to bring value and mm. to make sure that the person gets, you know, a hundred times more than they've actually invested, yeah. Uh, yeah. hell yeah, you should get good at selling. I mean, if you're that type of person, you should learn. And if you're an honest person who has great integrity, mm. you should do that because then you're actually going to contribute because then... Uh, the people that are not with such genuine and honest intentions, they will have you to compete with and you're always going to win. Dude, people can and, tell like yeah. immediately when you're not looking out for their best interests and you're looking out for your own, they can like they can smell it miles away. Miles away. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody has been I mean, you walk into a shop and you know I don't know. You're looking at something. Or you know, can I help you? And it's you can you can almost smell sometimes that there's this cold. Okay, I want to sell you, push you into something, and you know, like, and your first line of defense, like, oh, I'm I'm not interested, or I'm just kind of browsing, or I'm just looking mm -hmm. around, and and you know, that person maybe I mean, sometimes has, and a lot of times they do have great intentions, but they just don't know how to express themselves, mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. kind of piling them together with the people that really want to kind of. I don't know, sell you some kind of MLM scheme or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, cool. Um, no offense to LMM, to MLM, <laughs> multi-level marketing guys who are watching. You know, thanks to um, you know to multi-level marketing, I got in touch with personal development, so I'm very grateful for <laughs> for that. But some of you guys, you, you really pisses off, right? Not all of you, but you get some of you like crazy cool um so i noticed like when something that i really appreciated towards the end of uh, your seminar with radu you said look i'm i'm only interested in becoming the best version of myself i'm not interested in competing or doing some uh, crazy stuff you know uh, fitness wise and i i love that and i want to i want to talk a bit about that as well you know why do you feel that you should just focus on your own results and not compare yourself with others the simplest answer is because it's the it, it's more realistic to compare yourself to yourself mm. right so it's more true to reality and it's also more fair <laughs> because there there are too many confounding variables if you compare yourself to someone else uh, you're just not 
it, it's not a level playing field. Yeah. Because you can always, and, and it also is subject to more cherry picking because you get to pick who you compare yourself with. <laughs> and then you can, if you want to make yourself feel better, you can always find someone who you're supposedly performing better than. Yeah, if you want to yeah. make yourself feel bad, which a lot of high performers naturally kind of do when they mm-hmm. don't celebrate and out of their progress, it's a whole different issue. But a high performer is like, okay, I'm going to pick out some guy who's you know, 15, 20 years ahead of me, and then I'm going to make myself feel so bad that I'm going to add thick action. And, and it can be useful as a motivational tool to do that from time to time uh, and, and sort of get some inspiration. But the problem is that it's not real. It's not realistic. Yeah. The only real thing is what you're doing now and what you're going to do tomorrow because that's somewhat under your control. So you want to always operate in your life in general, and that's kind of my way of thinking, is you want to operate from a position of maximum control. Right. Right. And what's not in your control, and this is more like stoic way of thinking, mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. N- not in your control, your attitude toward that should be the attitude of acceptance. Mm-hmm. So you're basically accepting everything that's going on, mm-hmm. which is cool, which is great, but I can't control that. What I can't control is myself and my own actions, mm. and that alone is the place where I can then make comparisons because right. then that's a valid comparison. And uh, gym and fitness are great. It means a fantastic example uh, of intra-individual difference when it comes to dieting and, and weight loss. Yeah. Uh, one study that comes to mind, and, and I promise myself I won't quote a lot of studies here, but one study they did in the early 90s, I think it was uh, Bouchard, they took a bunch of uh, pairs of twins right. and they overfed them for a long time, for months. They gave them 1,000 calories each, mm-hmm. extra on top of what mm-hmm. they're doing six mm-hmm. days out of the week. And what they've noticed is that some... Uh, b- between the twins, the pairs of twins, they didn't have a lot of difference, right? Between the twins, we find a twin and a twin, we were going to have a similar genetic response. But between the pairs, mm-hmm. huge difference. I mean, the the, the variance is insane. Okay. Some of them uh, gained extra 20 pounds compared to the other group. And they, they were overfed the same exact amount, mm-hmm. right? So... Um, if that twin would now compare themselves uh, to the other guy and they were like, oh my God, you know, like we're doing the same exact program, quote right. unquote, and we're, you're, you're getting a different result and you're being leaner, you barely gain any weight, you, you, you look better, and I'm storing all that as fat and it's all going in my visceral fat area and I feel like crap. Uh, it would be an unfair comparison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But a, a fair comparison somewhat uh, in terms of this, which comes to genetics, would be between the twins. And they actually had very similar results. Yeah. So they had the same genetic uh, kind of level, uh, uh, playing field mm-hmm. where the nutrition, when it landed on it, it had a very similar response. Yeah, and, and this yeah. is where, I mean, you, I don't have to have a twin to actually <laughs> to compare yourself with someone. I think that would be the on, almost the only I guess uh, the only place in nutrition where you could kind of compare yourself with someone else, yeah. if you had an identical <laughs> twin. For the most part, uh, the best comparison you could make is toward your past self. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, that's one of the reasons what uh, what Dude. what kind of brought this whole leveling up mindset is because you're leveling yourself up, right? Mm. Dude, I actually mentioned this in one of one of the videos on my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I used to beat myself up so much because uh, I would compare myself to Tony Robbins, right? And I would say like, oh my God, you know, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> Tony Robbins would do, was doing so many things at my age, right? He was uh, changing so many people's lives and uh, doing this and that. I'm not doing anything and, you know, just feel like, um, like crap for the rest of the day. 
But what I finally accepted was that Tony had a very rough childhood, right? And uh, he actually started his personal development and coaching uh, career, let's say, when he was a kid, right? Which is like an extra lifetime compared to uh, when I started my personal development journey, which is not an excuse, but it's it's just realizing that, you know what, you don't, you're just seeing the the, the fluff, the, the uh, you know, like you said, you, you're cherry picking when you're comparing with uh, with other people. You're just seeing the positives, but it's like you need to get the whole process of growth and uh, just accept that it's it's a very intimate and individual journey. Like Absolutely. It's be very different Absolutely. for you compared to others. I mean, Tony made the best out of his situation, and the only thing that you, you can do is make the best out of yours. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I could, that I learn. Do these comparisons? I compare uh, more of like behaviors and and attitudes, mm-hmm. not the results. Mm-hmm. So I, I I will compare work ethic, and I will judge you by your work ethic. I will judge you by your behavior. Yeah, I will judge you by those things, but I'll not judge you by the result because the result is something you don't have control of. But I will judge you over the things that you have control of. And when I say judge, I don't mean in a negative way. I mean like. If you're looking at whether someone is going to be successful, yeah, more like evaluate. Mm. Uh, whether someone is going to be successful or not, you can look at their behaviors, where they're leading, and they can, you can project. Uh, there's no guarantee any result will happen, yes. but you can you can kind of stack the odds in your favor, and that's what uh, we're all doing. I mean, there's no guarantee that I'm going to be more successful in a month from now than I am today. There's absolutely no guarantee. Yeah, there's Only so many I factors. Can do, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I can do the best I can, and you know, and God, the universe will sort out the rest, and that's really what it is. And it you have to operate from that level, and that is sort of liberating because there's really no excuse then. Because if I compare myself to on, based on my results, I can mm-hmm. always find an excuse like, "Oh, I'm never gonna be as good as someone else," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's an, that's a really nice excuse because it kind of liberates you from responsibility. Dude, what is what is success to you? Like, what do you understand? Like, what is that definition to you personally? And what do you do on a daily basis? to make it a reality? I've been asked that question a lot, and the more I kind of think about it, it to me it om- almost equates directly to freedom. Mm-hmm. So freedom of choice, freedom mm-hmm. of uh, sort of like doing the things that you want to do with whoever you want to do and whatever you want to do at any time you want to do. And it's sort of like having this complete freedom. Yeah. And um, that's really what I deem successful because you can have complete freedom I mean, regardless of, uh, I mean, financially free, be free. And because if you kind of set your own world where you kind of have freedom, the things you can control, mm-hmm. you can be successful even if you can't control the entire world, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So absolutely. if you think about it in your domain, you can be very successful in the domain that you control. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about how to express it daily, man, my life is an expression of freedom by by far. Right. So traveling this uh, is where I want to travel. Um, I get to. I mean, I enjoy small things. Right. Mm-hmm. I get to uh, enjoy going to the gym. I, yeah. I consider that success. I consider that my freedom that I get to go there and the I get gym. to express myself and I get to spend two hours in, two, in the gym if I want to. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. who the hell? I mean, that's amazing, right? I get to I get to choose somewhat what I eat and I get to choose someone who I spend time with and that's amazing, right? Mm. And and that's, uh, you know, I choose 
relatively when I want to wake up or not, even though I do force myself to wake up when I need to. Yeah. But it's still a choice, and and choice is for me freedom, and freedom to me is success. If that, that is makes so sense. powerful. Yeah, I love what you said that you can actually create that freedom regardless of where you are. You know, just by being more aware of your choices. Mm. Yeah, 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 and that's how you get motivated to mm -hmm. begin with. Like you mm -hmm. get motivated by by expressing yourself and by making choices. So choice, making a choice is motivating in itself, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, so making mm -hmm. a choice and taking action, that, that is the thing that will generate motivation. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking now, oh, I don't have any motivation or I'm just kind of struggling with this, I don't have any inspiration to do anything, just the fact that you, that you make a choice in the morning when that like, alarm just rings a little bit and you wake up, you instantly make a choice, you start taking action, you're deliberately doing that, that is motivation in mm -hmm, itself. Mm -hmm. Everything starts with that action. And by the way, guys, uh, go ahead and follow Mario on uh, Instagram and subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel and check out his uh, awesome life, right? Uh, <laughs> I think it's awesome because he's like he's spending like three or four months in this location, three or four months in this location, and uh, he's getting really he's get, he gets to travel everywhere, right? You're in Barcelona right now. What yeah. Was I, I travel a lot. I'm trying to actually travel less, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, I don't want yeah, to disappoint yeah. anybody, but uh, travel has, uh, I mean, I've been doing this for uh, almost six years now, and I've been trying to travel less because it's just such a big impact on productivity and my other goals. And there's different things you get out of travel, but there's also depth that you get being in one location. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so there, mm -hmm. there, you always get pros and cons when it, it, anything, but... I wouldn't change the way I'm living in, in any way. I mean, that's just the way I want it to be. So, uh, but yeah, it's Instagram. I, I mean, I keep Instagram extremely humble in a sense that you will not see me, you know, like running around and like, oh my God, look at it. No, I'm just keeping it very chill and trying to give as much value as possible with, I don't know, meal examples, what I do in the gym, taking some stuff, you know, sharing right. some motivation. Uh, because I think that's the way I can contribute the most. Absolutely. And um, by no means, guys, am I saying like, you know, success means traveling the world. Success actually means choosing, right? Choose, choose. See what, hap what makes you happy. If it makes you happy um, to travel more, do it. If uh, you want to be somewhere and uh, live in your house and be comfy and, uh, you know, make your choices from there, awesome. It comes down to just getting to know yourself, I think, and doing more of that. Yeah, be real with yourself, right? Mm. Be be always real and and don't sugarcoat your own kind of life the more than it needs to be. Be very be very real where you're at and don't beat yourself up, but also don't kind of, you know, puff yourself up because if you don't deserve it, it's completely unfounded. So, uh, I always try to kind of keep myself as uh, free of biases as possible, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. very hard, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it's definitely something that that will give a lot of value. Awesome, awesome, cool. Um, well, let's just jump on um, Instagram and get a few questions in. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that for about ten uh, minutes, right? Let's see. Okay. Yeah, I hope my Instagram doesn't crash, but uh, I will. Uh, I'll try. Yeah, we'll do our best. Hey guys, I'm just about to invite over my friend Mario Tomic, who is one of more, the most famous fitness pros out there and he just joined let me see if I can uh, add him to our conversation and uh, you guys can step in and ask us a few questions you go live with Mario there we go boom 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 
Oh, I like this. <laughs> hey, what's up? Long time no see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to turn down your volume on your mobile. I did, yeah. Awesome, excellent. So, guys, for those of you who are just uh, jumping in the uh, the Instagram live, um, we're just going to review a few of the topics that we discussed. I just interviewed uh, Mario Tomic for the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast, and I tell you, this is a huge value bomb. We're going to be talking a bit, but we are taking your questions live. So, if you have questions for Mario, about fitness that you'd like to um, have answers for me for martial arts and for both of us uh, in terms of personal development you go ahead and you type your question uh, below first question gets a prize right you're gonna get access to one of my online video courses and uh, we're gonna go wild from there okay <clears throat> Mario it's uh, Mario's first time sharing the screen <laughs> yeah, I'm playing around with it. I hope uh, hope I don't disconnect or something. <laughs> no, no, it's it's working great. So some of the topics that we discussed were, um, you know, how did uh, we discover personal develop development? Uh, what mistakes uh, we did on our way? But mostly, like, well, the spotlight was on Mario, of course. So, um, <laughs> uh, why you should not compare your results with other people's results and just focus on yours and how to develop a strong mindset um let's just you know continue the conversation like uh mario what was like your favorite topic of what we've discussed so far oh man um i love the conversation about uh freedom and i love the conversation about success in general and mm -hmm. um what kind of makes success happen and developing a strong mindset i think that's one of the things that a lot of people neglect is just the fact is that to develop a strong mindset, it takes continuous work and continuous uh, mental conditioning. Right, right. I think that's that's what people neglect often because it's uh, it's very easy to think that there's a there's a I, I guess a point where you're gonna read enough books or you're gonna watch enough videos or you're gonna join enough lives. <laughs> yeah. Where it's all gonna click and you're just gonna have this strong mindset. Uh, the truth is very different. The truth is more of uh, in lines of that it takes continuous development, mm -hmm, uh, almost mm -hmm. like I, I call this continuous brainwashing uh, <laughs> because it's so easy uh, yeah. not to perform at your best. It's almost like this natural uh, inclination that we all have is to just do the least that we need to do to survive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it, it takes continuous work for you to perform at the best that you can. And that's really what uh, what this whole journey is about: is that you reinvest, invest, invest, and invest, and that pays off. But it's let's say a point where even if you're really well developed, quote unquote, and you have a really strong mindset, uh, maybe you can get away with a week or two without working on your on your mindset. Yeah, but then, yeah, as yeah. soon as you stop, you will start noticing a decline in the the way you work. Same with your health. You know, take a month off of the gym you're going to start noticing even after a few weeks that you're just not performing and it's going to break that momentum that you have. So that's really a big one. I think people misunderstand is that it's all about this whole idea of, uh, of like completion. If I complete all the Tony Robbins material, I'm just going to be like Tony, mm. you know, Tony continuously works on himself and same Absolutely. as every, everybody else. So it literally takes you from, uh, you know, from, from, zero to a hundred but it's a if you stay at if you try to stay at a hundred it takes a lot of work right mm, so just make absolutely. sure to point that out 
I'd just like to give a quick shout out to all the people watching us uh, on Instagram. We have Adam, Despra, Fitze, Kalum, Patrick, uh, I think Andrea as well. Hi guys, uh, we're very happy that you guys uh, decided to join in. We'd love to take some of your questions on and uh, discuss them, right? Uh, or just you know, just to say hello and give you a, a shout out as well. Again, first person to ask a question wins a prize from me. You get access to one of my online video courses, and uh, um, boom, 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 and you can ask anything regarding martial arts, personal development, and fitness. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, great conversation. Actually, a great uh, amount of topics that we <laughs> we have here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, we got a lot of people here. I see mm. a lot of great stuff. Hey, man, what's up? It's important to count. Is it really important to count macros, Mario? Uh, it depends Patrick what your is goal asking. is. It really depends what your goal is. So, if your goal is to get. Um, <laughs> so if your goal is to get uh, jacked in the gym, if your goal is uh, body composition, you do want to make sure that you're hitting your macros, uh, mm. especially your protein. So I would say counting them does help to ensure that you're hitting your daily targets, especially when it comes to uh, periods of time when you try to estimate things. And then uh, let's say if you're eating out or if you're eating a whole bunch of different foods, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it can be difficult to estimate. This is where counting using apps like MyFitnessPal can help to really tell you, well, okay, I'm actually getting my daily protein. And uh, other case scenarios, let's say you're an endurance athlete or in general, let's say you want to make sure that you're getting in your, uh, let's say, fruits and vegetables. It's yeah. a pretty good idea to track that because it's so easy not to get them if you're not in let's say, in an environment that supports that. But it doesn't mean that you have to count it forever. You know, if you have a system, you can almost make it a, a habit where you're going to get it regardless of whether you're counting or not. Because if you're repetitive in your diet, I mean, it's going to work. I actually have a question for you. It's one of those hacks that you read uh, online, but I'm very curious to find out if it works. Like, does taking photos of, um, of your meals, does that help, you know, for you to just get, become more conscious of what you're doing and what you're putting inside your body? Yeah, that's one, that's one of the easiest methods to uh, be self-accountable. There's mm -hmm. many different ways to be self-accountable. I mean, one of the ways that you can start off with, and that, that's actually evidence-based, is that if people just weigh themselves, even if they don't deliberately try to go on a diet, they're going to start losing weight mm -hmm. uh, just because they're becoming more conscious of what they eat. Yeah, uh, I think taking pictures of food is a very um, nice way to be real with yourself uh, where that when it comes to dieting, there's a lot of problems with that because people are uh, often ashamed of the types of foods they eat mm. and when they are pursuing a goal. So I think taking pictures is a good idea, especially if you can send them to a friend who can hold you accountable. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, there you can be subject to... I mean, there's different ways of thinking at this. So uh, some people will take the photo and it's going to be uh, just posted on Instagram for a bunch of people, which I, I do recommend. But another way is to uh, take photos, but at the same time, try to guess what the contents of the food is, which yeah. is really, really going to push you mentally. And you're going to develop this skill set of knowing how to estimate really good the macro composition of a meal, which is a skill in itself that is really, really valuable. Uh, let me just uh, give a... Shout out to Patrick. Patrick, congratulations. You won one of my online video courses and uh, they have to do with uh, self-defense and martial arts. I don't think it didn't I don't think you had any idea that you're going to learn uh, 
more self-defense by watching this uh, video. So congrats. <laughs> Be sure to PM me after this uh, live and I'll send you the link to one of the video courses. Congratulations one more time. Okay, we'll be taking one more question and then uh, wrapping this up. Until then, I think, uh, sorry, Mar Mario, sorry if I uh, cut you off. If you have any, if you had anything else to uh, add to... Uh... No, man, we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of counting if you're looking at, you know, data. I'm a kind of a data guy, so... Uh, when people are talking about counting calories and macros, I'm a <laughs> I'm a proponent of learning how to do it. I don't say that you have to do it for the rest of your life, but learning how to do things. Uh, if you can choose between learning something and not learning something, as let's say simple as macros and calories, I think it's worth the investment because mm -hmm. it's not that complicated, and most people will be able to nail it within a week or so. Uh, I would highly recommend doing that. And uh, yeah, guys, so we're going to take another question here. And uh, great job, Bogdan, on, on the interview. I really enjoyed it. So I mm. hope um, this will go live soon so I can post it uh, yeah. somewhere on my, my social media. Yeah, guys, it's going to be on the personal development through martial arts podcast. So you can Google it. You'll find it immediately or just search it on iTunes. You're going to find the interview there or on my uh, YouTube channel right or you know Mario will link it up on his uh instagram yeah i'll, well. I'll make a story i'll make a post on my facebook so you guys can check that out i think it's going to be very valuable for you guys are into self-development and uh, fitness as well uh so uh, yeah we're just gonna take one more question right so if we have uh let me see and let me know guys if you love mario's stuff because i because i think we have a lot of your followers on the live if you love his stuff type yes in the comment section let's hear it let's let's feel some love <laughs> I wanted to do a heart, but I don't know how to do it. Okay, now I, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll actually like this uh, that you can go live together. It's a new feature. I did not know about it before. Yeah, it's um, really fun. Now they start including all these new features, which is really cool. So I'm getting, uh, I'm, I'm getting some uh, interesting <laughs> stuff here. So I'm, I'm going to try to get, get more of these lives going then if, uh, if it's this good. Seems to be much better. I haven't done one in a while. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, we're we're good. Uh, let me see here. So it's yeah, we got some more time, so we're gonna, we can take one. Uh, take one more question. I really like the uh, the book recommendations actually that you made mm -hmm. uh, on our conversation. What you recommended, um, like initially, what was that? Magic of Thinking Big. Right? Yeah, Magic of Thinking. That, Big. that was a really good one, man. That was a really good book. Have, and uh, you read it, right? Yeah, yeah, I read it. It's, it's a classic. Mm, um, the it. ones that are by Brian Tracy and Tony, that was really good. Cool. Uh, Patrick is asking, which book do you recommend to read that are about fitness, food, and such? Hey, Adam. <laughs> hey, from Bul hey to Bulgaria. <laughs> Actually going to be flying there soon. Uh, yeah, books about fitness. I mean, uh, as far as nutrition goes, there's a really cool book that I read recently from uh, one of my, uh, uh, I, I guess, I could call a mentor. Uh, we had uh, we had a little bit of a conversation. Um, uh, Stephen Guinea's book, The Hungry Brain. Right. Uh, I really look up to this guy when it comes to neuroscience of uh, of kind of how your brain works and how it works when it comes to dieting. So I would highly recommend his book, The Hungry Brain. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's gonna it's definitely gonna open your eyes and open your mind to some new ideas. I would highly recommend checking that one out. So uh, The Hungry Brain. Uh, that's one of the most recent ones. There's a bunch of other ones, but I think you're going to be really good with that. 
you can find a lot more books on tomic.com slash books uh, or yeah slash books you can find my entire reading list there's more than 500 books there mm -hmm, uh, you mm -hmm, can probably find mm -hmm. something that you'll like awesome awesome uh Fitz is asking us where are we from i'm from romania i'm a croatian so awesome okay guys thank you so much for uh tuning in uh we love you guys and uh we're, ha we're so happy that you took the time to uh, join in on the live cast and there's a lot a lot more value in the interview that we uh we just did we'll let you know we'll give you the links and everything you need soon okay friday friday will it will be available on friday awesome awesome man good talking to you Bogdan. likewise um oh and by the way mario uh one question but i want you to like in the skype uh, camera right um what would be one question that you would like to ask everyone who uh, listened to this interview or watched the uh, video interview? Oh man, um, I would actually like to ask them about their definition of success. Mm. So uh, what do they think success is? And they can't uh, cheat by repeating the same thing I said. <laughs> I love it, I love it. <laughs> there you go guys, uh, we're looking forward very much to seeing your comments in the comment section, your definition of success because like we said this is something very intimate and very personal don't be shy about it we love to uh read you know uh your opinion your point of view and uh the more you share it the more everyone will grow thanks so much for tuning in mario thank you once again for your time your wisdom and uh you know just for doing what you're doing with uh with people thanks bogdan it was a pleasure talking to you man likewise Okay guys, thank you so much for listening in. I hope this was super valuable for you. And if you want to have unstoppable self-confidence without seeming arrogant, there's a link in the description where you can download the free report. And if you want me to personally help you with your martial arts training so that you get more speed, power, precision, stability, and have a deeper understanding of your body, you go ahead and you check the link for our online academy, which you will find, of course, in the description. And please go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. It does help and it is very much appreciated. I'll see you next time.